It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Locked On NBA Fantasy Minute is presented by PrizePix. PrizePix is the most fun you can have playing daily fantasy basketball and winning up to 25 times your money. Go to prizepix.com slash LockedOnNBA and use the code LockedOnNBA for a first deposit match up to $100. We are very much in the thick of the fantasy basketball playoffs. You might be starting it this week. You might be already in it. It might be a week away. And at this point of the year, with only five weeks left in the entire regular season, Playing the schedule is the most important thing. So this week, the Minnesota Timberwolves and the Los Angeles Lakers play two games only. So any fringe players you have from those teams, even guys, yes, like Kyle Anderson replacing Kyle Anthony Towns, that's not worth it with two games on. You need to be stacking extra games and you need to be looking at the teams with four games. You need to be looking at teams with games early in the week and then switching them out for teams with more games later in the week. Get more games in, play the schedule, be cutthroat with injuries and get players in to get yourself success for fantasy basketball. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Let's get it going on the Locked On Thunder podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network, your teams every day. I am your host, Ryland Styles. You can follow me on Twitter at Rylan underscore Styles. That's at R-Y-L-A-N underscore S-T-I-L-E-S. This episode is also brought to you by Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com, use promo code LOCKEDON, get $10 off that first order of Built Bars. On today's show, we're going to talk all about Mike D'Antoni and the Rockets falling to the Lakers and the aftermath that happened since that series. We're also going to talk about the teams that are interested in Chris Paul because the list is growing by the minute, and it seems like every single team in the NBA wants to get their hands on Chris Paul, which is a good thing for the Oklahoma City Thunder. And we'll talk about the Los Angeles Clippers again, blowing a big lead in a game-clinching situation in the semifinals against the Nuggets. We'll talk about the Game 7 coming up later on this week, and much, much more. But we start with the Rockets and their loss to the Lakers in five, just as I predicted. And Mike D'Antoni, after that series, comes out. And yesterday said the right thing. He wants to continue to coach, no matter if it's in Houston or not, uh, but he would like to be in Houston. Just kind of said that to get himself some time to get out of Disney World and get back home safely and everything with with no drama. Uh, James Harden said that he would love to have Mike D'Antoni back, whether that was True or not, it's what he said. And Mike D'Antoni this morning uh, released to Woj and told uh, Rockets ownership that he is going to be a coaching free agent and does not want to come back to the Houston Rockets. He, re- he rejected a contract extension prior to the season, I believe, uh, and now it's official he does not want to come back to Houston. And so why is that a big deal? Well, one, it's another coaching vacancy in the NBA, and the Thunder have one as well. And there are o- only so many good candidates to go around. I mean, obviously not every single hire is going to 
knock it out of the park by any means. Uh, but still, you, whenever you're battling for a coach yourself, uh, it, it's it's hard to have what seven vacancies, eight vacancies now uh, within within the league. Now, one of those vacancies will be occupied by Mike D'Antoni, who I don't think will be the coach of the Thunder. I would hope he's not the coach of the Thunder, and I would not foresee Sam Presti going down that road. Uh, but this is interesting for the Thunder, not just because of the, the coaching vacancy and who they're going to fill with him, and that takes someone off of the board for Oklahoma City. It's big in the sense of what's the future now for Houston? You lose in five to the Lakers in a, in a series in which that people in Houston legitimately thought they could win, legitimately thought that they would have a finals run in them. Well, now, no matter if I think that was stupid or not, it's what the organization felt, it's what the fan base felt. It's what everyone felt in that building that they could do it. And they flatly could not. And I, I call it for the series, Lakers in five, Lakers won in five games. They they got that, the Rockets got that that feel of, of joy in game one, just like Portland did, and then they got crushed. And this has caused Rockets fans, NBA media, to, to lose their mind on Russell Westbrook. And... I just think it's because that they don't understand how complex Russell Westbrook is. Did he have a bad series? Yes, I think he had a bad series. And I think that even if you look beyond the box score, he had a bad series against Oklahoma City. You know, I, I think that it's fair to say that. However, you have to include he had COVID, so he literally could not practice. And, and you can you can talk about guys in quarantine. Listen, we, we saw Shea, we, we saw players all over the place practicing basketball in quarantine. None of these guys that didn't have COVID were just nonchalantly sitting at home. But Russell Westbrook had to because he had COVID. He actually couldn't practice. So that's a, that's a big negative. And then he gets the, the quad injury, which we talked to Olivia Punch all about, uh, how difficult it is for a player, especially of Russ's play style, to come back from a quad injury. And that obviously hurt him. It did. So there's an explanation for why he was inherently bad in the postseason. But whenever you look deeper than that, is he a good fit with Harden? No, I I never thought he was going to be a good fit with Harden. I just thought that they were friends, and they were boys, and they wanted to play with each other. They genuinely wanted to play with each other. And if two guys have that chemistry and have that desire to fight for each other, especially in a sport like the NBA where it's so individualized, it's unlike any sport that's besides golf and tennis, it's unlike any team sport where – Two guys can truly make all the difference. I mean, two guys can win you or lose your game. You don't need to rely on anyone else. Most of the time in basketball, it's, it's up to your two guys. It's what we saw in Oklahoma City with Kevin Durant and Russell Westbrook. It's what they're seeing in Houston with Russell Westbrook and James Harden. Whereas in football, you know, you can have a great quarterback lead you on a, on a game-winning drive like Joe Burrow did on Sunday afternoon, and then your kicker can miss, miss the kick. A guy that has nothing to do with the play, a guy that has nothing to do with the team for the, for the most part, he comes in, he has one job to do, he misses the kick. It's really hard to be a kicker in football, I'm just saying. Whereas in basketball, Joel Burrow would be the main guy on, on every single play. He had no control over if that kick goes in or not. So I thought, that the, I thought that the fit was bad, but since they liked each other so much, maybe it could work. Since they wanted to fight for each other so much, maybe it could work. But it could not. It couldn't work. And that's okay to admit that this that this reunion didn't work. But that does not make Russell Westbrook a bad player in his past. I, I saw a lot of that yesterday uh, and, and in the hours following the Rockets' loss about how 
Russ has always been a terrible player. Russ has always been bad. No, he hasn't. He hasn't always been bad. There are even some people saying that he shouldn't have won that MVP award where he had the triple-double and carried the Thunder team to the postseason that shouldn't have been there. That's ridiculous. That's going too far. You've got to separate everything. Was Russ bad this series? Yes. Was he bad this postseason? Yes. There are reasons why. Is he a bad fit for Harden? Yes. Should they move on from him if they can? Can his career rebound? That's the most important part of all of this. Can he have a Chris Paul-like turnaround in his career? Sadly, I don't think so. It certainly does not seem that way. It doesn't seem like he will be a guy like a Dwayne Wade who can go from relying on his athleticism to developing a somewhat reliable jump shot. I mean, Dwayne Wade was the most recent example of that, of someone who later in his career found himself a jumper that could work and that could, and that could, get, him, uh, and that could get him through the string of his career. I don't know if that's the case for Russell Westbrook, but certainly cannot rely on that athleticism anymore because whenever you're solely dependent on athleticism, a quad injury ruins you. Now, it would ruin a lot of people in the NBA, but just another another injury piled up on his on his career and his body, which is his moneymaker. I mean, it's not, like, it's not like Steph Curry. Steph Curry can nail threes until he's 80 years old. Reggie Miller can go out there and nail threes right now at, at his age. Shooting never goes away. Athleticism does. So I don't know how Russ ages from here, but he's already not a good fit with Harden. I mean, that, no matter if he rebounds or not, he's not a good fit with Harden. That's just the bottom line. Not in the postseason. When the game slows down, when the, when the situations slow down and you go into the half-court offense, he's not a good fit with, with Harden. He's just not. And some of that's Harden's fault. I mean, some of that is. Harden cannot just sit off the ball. Harden, if he would move off the, ball, off the ball the way that Steph Curry does, if he would move around the perimeter, if he would cut and go baseline to baseline and do things like that to get open threes, he'd be a lot better of a player for Russell Westbrook. It's not all on Russell Westbrook. But if Harden only wants to be stationary and Harden only wants to be an ISO player, then yeah, that's not going to work with Russell Westbrook. It's just not. So does, does, does Russell Westbrook rebound at all, period? Maybe not. I mean, you... you You've seen this writing on the wall for a long time in Oklahoma City. Maybe that game ages poorly. It's a miracle it hasn't aged that bad until now. It's a miracle he's been able to do what he's been able to do up until this point, relying on that athleticism. But whether he rebounds or not, it's not going to be a difference maker in if he can fit with Harden. The fit, stylistically, is just not there. So what do the Rockets do from here? Do the Rockets blow it up? Can the Rockets blow it up? Because Oklahoma City owned your picks and your pick swaps. So it's clear that since we're not sure if Russ can rebound, to move on from him is not going to be like to move on from Chris Paul. You're going to need to attach assets to him, and you don't have assets to attach to him. And what team wants to match that money? What team wants to take on that contract? Because a losing team probably does not want to mess around with Russell Westbrook. Frankly, he might be too good to tank, as we've seen in Oklahoma City. So why would you give up tanking for Russell Westbrook and still probably not make the postseason. And then a winning team, you look around the league, who kind of doesn't feel like they have a shot for, for Giannis? I mean, he can't go to Miami. They feel like they have a shot for Giannis. Golden State feels like they have a shot for Giannis. Obviously, obviously that would not be a fit for him. Uh, Toronto feels like they have a shot for Giannis. All these guys want to save their money for the 2021 class because that class is so loaded with not just Giannis but other players as well. Why would I want to take on Russell Westbrook money when I'm unsure what he can do in the future, what his NBA, what his NBA career holds from this point forward. Why don't I take on that money and, and kind of eliminate myself from the 2021 class, from the 2021 free agency? Why would I want to do that? 
So what do the Rockets do from here? Sadly for them, you just hire your next coach and hope that, that it miraculously, you know, that this miraculously turns around and, and becomes a fit, which I don't think will happen. And again, it's that's not Russell Westbrook's fault that it's not a fit. And I understand why they made this decision collectively, why Harden, why Maury, why Russ made the decision. Chemistry, as we've seen in Oklahoma City, can take you far. And chemistry for them worked very well in the regular season. But in the postseason, it's not just about chemistry. It's about basketball fit. And they didn't have that. And if you're a Rockets fan, then then you can look at this and say, look, Russ had COVID, Russ had a quad injury, they played a lot better in the regular season, Let's just run it back and see what happens. That might be your only option, though. I mean, so so yes, talk yourself into your only option. Go ahead and do that. I'm interested to see who the Rockets hire, and you should go see Roman.com. Talking about erectile dysfunction is never easy. Usually we just brush it off and blame ourselves, saying things like I've lost my mojo, or we avoid it altogether with excuses like I've had a long day at work, or sorry, honey, I'm just not feeling it. But with Roman, it is easy to talk about. With a real healthcare professional who can prescribe you real medication, it's simple, safe, and totally discreet. With Roman, you can get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for ED, all from the comfort and privacy of your own home. A healthcare professional will work with you and find the best treatment plan for you. If medication is appropriate, Roman will ship it to you with free two-day shipping. The whole process is straightforward, simple, and discreet. Just get started by simply going to getroman.com slash LockedOnNBA and complete an online visit. Erectile dysfunction used to be a tough topic to tackle, but now there's Roman. Complete an online visit today, connect with a healthcare professional, and take care of it. Uh, go to GetRoman.com slash NBA today. If you're approved, you'll get $15 off your first order of ED treatment. That's GetRoman.com slash NBA today. If approved, you'll get $15 off your first order of ED treatment. GetRoman.com slash NBA. GetRoman.com slash NBA. Hi, I'm Jake from Locked On. There's a lot to say when buying a new home or car, but really the first words you want to say are, Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. And trust me, as someone named Jake, that is a fact. That's the phrase that will help you feel good knowing that you have people who could help you find the right coverage for the things you want to protect. Insurance doesn't need to be complicated with a State Farm agent. With so many coverage options, it feels good knowing you can find what fits you because your situation is unique. And State Farm is there to help you feel supported with the coverage you need for your car, your home, and even boats, motorcycles, RVs, and other things that matter to you. And when you need ways to get help, don't yell or be angry because State Farm gives you options there too, in person or on the phone with your local agent or on statefarm.com or their award-winning app. State Farm lets you do things your way. So when you need help protecting the things that matter most, remember to say, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. So we're back on the Locked On Thunder podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network, your teams every day. I am your host, Rylan Styles. You can follow me on Twitter at Rylan underscore Styles. That's at R-Y-L-A-N underscore S-T-I-L-E-S. And on today's show, I do want to continue to talk about uh, the Rocket situation and Chris Paul. And with the Rockets thing, I just think that they're kind of stuck. So what I would amount to is they can't move on from Russ because you can't really, you don't have any assets to attach a, a pick to him or to be able to move him with that with any future assets that you want to you know kind of expend so I think that they're just going to run it back with the same team uh, that they're locked into and see if this coaching hire can turn it around but with Oklahoma City they're on the other side of that trade it, it is far and away 
a clear-cut winner in this trade, and if that's Oklahoma City, because the teams interested in Chris Paul are mounting by the minute. And I want to say, this, all of this is just rumors. The only ones that we know for sure from actual credible people are the Knicks. I, I think that the Knicks are, are for sure in on Chris Paul. I think that the, the, the Sixers and the Bucks also kind of make sense, and you've heard whispers of that from you know actual credible people. Most of these have, have come from someone named Scooby, I think is his name. I've never heard of him, uh, but apparently he's got some sort of sources that lets you know about half the, half the NBA being a shit on Chris Paul. If you just throw out half the names in the NBA, you'll be right eventually. So we'll talk about it. We'll talk about the teams that are that are currently interested or listed as interested in Chris Paul via these rumors. Uh, the first one is the Knicks. We've kind of discussed this at length. Uh, the Knicks are interesting uh, because would they give up that eighth pick? How desperate are they? Uh, would you get Kevin Knox in a late pick? Would you get uh, just the eighth pick overall in, in the salary matches? What would the Knicks be willing to do? And what can Sam Presti do uh, and, and kind of swindle away from New York if they're a desperate team to get in that Chris Paul game? And I, I think that this on the surface, whatever the deal is, if it is the Knicks, would kind of get laughed at a little bit because they're obviously not going to be a a Chris Paul away from a title and that's not going to get them over the hump. But if you're the Knicks, you do just kind of want to get a nice culture set and you want to get some stability and you want to get to the postseason. I mean, that's your goal. If you're the Knicks at the postseason and Chris Paul does that in the East. I mean, I think I, I truly think that as long as you keep RJ Barrett, Mitchell Robinson, you add Chris Paul to that fray, you, you get some of those fringe free agents. You're, you're an Eastern conference playoff team. I think, so that's why the Knicks would be interested. Uh, but at this point, if all these names are truly interested in Chris Paul, which again, it's unverified by, by the big names like Woj or Shams or anything like that. If all these names are truly interested at this point, it, you might, if you're the Knicks, be priced out of the market. If, if, if Sam Presti can use all these teams as leverage because the Knicks really only have that eighth pick to offer as their crown jewel. That's their best offer is the eighth pick the eighth pick, and then maybe they can throw in a flyer guy like, like Kevin Knox to try to up the ante a little bit. But the eighth pick in a weak draft where you're hoping Obi Toppin falls, but I'm not sure if he falls to the eighth pick. So you move on from there, and you've got the 76ers, who again can throw in Al Horford or Tobias Harris, whichever one Sam Presti prefers to match the contracts there. Uh, I would assume that they would throw in Al, Al Horford, although they'd want to get off uh, Tobias Harris. And although that Tobias Harris has a massive contract and it's for an, a prolonged period of time, you're still going to come off that Chris Paul contract. You're also coming off of the Andre Robertson contract this offseason. You're also heading into an expiring deal of Dennis Schroeder and Steven Adams, two guys who on expiring deals with the trade deadline on a tanking team could be very valuable to move on from, especially as, as teams around the league try to clear cap space for that 2021 free agency class. So the, the, the cap situation would be fine if you do want to take on Tobias Harris and, and you net back some assets for Chris Paul. And then the Bucks. The Bucks is what we heard about as soon as they got eliminated from the postseason. And I believe that this one is actually from someone credible. I think it's was it Chris Haynes or was it uh, Chris Mannix? Whoever it was, I think that someone credible said the Bucks are going to be in that conversation with Chris Paul. And I immediately said that's the most interesting name, not because you're going to get the most back for that, but simply what do the Bucks have to offer? Is it Dante DiVincenzo? Is that their big push for Chris Paul? Because at that point, if, if you're only going to get back Dante DiVincenzo as an active player, then you will be looking at picks. Now, they're going to be picks in the 20s and 30s uh, if all goes well for Milwaukee. Uh, but still, 
more picks are always good because you start to package those and move up whenever you get a prospect that you truly like. Look at Dallas. I mean, Dallas should kind of be the model for Oklahoma City right now. They traded up for Luka Doncic, and when they realized that he was a bona fide superstar, which was very early on, half a season, they traded for, for Christoph Porzingis. Bada-bing, bada-boom, you're done. You've made your trades. Now it's time to get talent around them on the margins. You've gotten your two stars. Now it's time to fill out a complete roster. And they did that with trading draft picks and trading future draft pick capital, and that's something that Oklahoma City has a lot of. So then move down to the Suns. You know, if you can get Kelly Oubre back, uh, that's fine. I, I don't know about the Suns. I don't know why they would want to risk it. I don't know why the Thunder would want to just take on Rubio and Ubre or whatever this trade would be. I like Kelly Ubre a ton, uh, but I, I believe he's only, what, on, under contract for another year or two? The Thunder aren't going to be ready to win then, and they're going to be able to re-sign him because I think that Kelly Oubre is a heck of a player if he can stay healthy. That's a big if, but I think that Kelly Oubre is really good. I would like to watch Kelly Oubre play in Oklahoma City. And then the Jazz, same type of thing. I'm not sure what, what they'd be able to offer. The Nuggets saw a lot of Michael Porter Jr., hype on Twitter about, you know, if the Nuggets are truly involved, could the Thunder get Michael Porter Jr. back? I'm not sure if they'd be willing to give up Michael Porter Jr. for Chris Paul, but it'd be interesting, and I'd like it a lot, but I'm not sure if they'd be willing to do that, uh, and you'd have to kind of rein in Michael Porter Jr. a little bit on the shot attempts and the heat checks and things like that, but still, he's a young player. He can still do that, absolutely, uh, and you would take Chris Paul for Michael Porter Jr. and whatever else happens uh, on that trade, but still, you move on to Dallas. Now, Dallas, I think, is just ridiculous. I don't know who started the Dallas rumor, but I've seen it in the Thunder Twitter sphere. I'm not sure who started it. I'm not sure what, how this happened. Uh, for Dallas, I think that your most likely trade scenario from Oklahoma City is Dennis Schroeder. If they're going to make a move, especially for a point guard, it's not going to be Chris Paul. It's going to be Dennis Schroeder type, a guy like that. Because simply, Luka Doncic, I don't think that he can fit off the ball. I don't think that Luka Doncic can fit with the Chris Paul. I think that he can fit with Dennis, who's already kind of conformed to that secondary ball handler role and, of course, can lead that bench unit as a bucket getter and do what he did for Oklahoma City this season and do what he tried to do for Oklahoma City the last three seasons. So so I really think that the Mavericks would be involved for Dennis and not really Chris Paul. And then the Pelicans. And the Pelicans are really interesting to me because could you get Nikhil Alexander-Walker? Could you get Josh Hart? Could you get Lonzo? Uh, you know, you match the, the contracts. I would assume maybe Drew Holiday would match the contract there. Uh, and then you get a nice defensive point guard to put next to Shea. Uh, you know, I don't know. It would be weird uh, to see him go to the Pelicans. But I've heard from the Lockdown Pelicans host, Jake Madison, that the Pelicans would be interested in this trade and would want to find a way to get Chris Paul and even Billy Donovan also uh, to kind of peel, peel back the curtain Right as that Rocket series ended, uh, Jake emailed me and said, hey, what do you think that the Thunder would do if if the Pelicans wanted both Donovan and Paul? He didn't realize that Donovan was not under contract, so he he wanted to trade for both of them, just a package deal of Paul and Donovan. So that's how much the Pelicans really like Chris Paul, and the fan base likes Chris Paul, and apparently even Billy Donovan as well. The Pelicans would be interesting to me because because you could go – Higher low end on the, on the assets. And they have plenty of assets to trade in the, in the draft as well. But I'm just talking about players right now because we all assume there'll be some form of draft pick in there, some sort of draft compensation, whether that is a straight-up pick or a heavily protected pick or whatever. But in terms of the on-court talent for the next season after you trade Chris Paul, they have a flyer in Josh Hart. 
They have Shea's cousin, Nikhil Alexander-Walker. They have Lonzo, if you can shoot for the moon, uh, and get Lonzo next to Shea and Dort and Baisley. Be interesting for sure. You still have Langelo Ball on your on your G League team with the blue. Shout out OKC Blue. It would be kind of weird if you can, if you can get two Ball brothers of the three in Oklahoma City, and then some people still want the Thunder to trade up for for Lamelo somehow and get the top pick in this year's draft. So the Pelicans to me are the most interesting result for Chris Paul, not only for the Thunder's return but also for the fit there. You put Chris Paul next to Burn Ingram and Zion. You saw how the way that he helped Shea and mentor Baisley and Dort. You saw the way that he was a kind of a player's coach in that kind of role of doing both jobs. It would be interesting to see what Chris Paul could do with the Pelicans. And I would really like to see that fit in New Orleans. And I'd really like to see that return for Oklahoma City. And after the break, we're going to talk about Chris Paul's value as a whole and, and kind of what in general he could bring back. But first, I want to tell you about our good friends over at Built Bar because Built Bar is a fantastic protein bar that tastes just like a candy bar. Go to BuiltBar.com, use promo code LOCKEDON, get $10 off that next order. And, and Built Bar has a phenomenal lineup of new flavors. They've got the Caramel Brownie, Cookies and Cream, Cherry Barcia, Lemon and Cheesecake, Carrot Cake, Apple and Crisp, and their 12 original flavors. My favorite of the original is the Banana Nut Bread. I, I absolutely love the Banana Nut Bread flavor. Uh, the bars are covered in 100% real chocolate, soft and easy to chew. Uh, they are great for trying to lose weight and, and really being health conscious uh, and, and still getting a delicious treat. They have low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber, great for the keto diet. I just love these built bars, great for pre-workout, great for post-workout, and even great as a total meal replacement. So get your hands on some built bars today by going to builtbar.com and using promo code Locked On for $10 off that very next order. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. So what is Chris Paul's value? I mean, what is his value in the open market? And I'll say he's helped out by free agency. Uh, but we'll start with the number one point of all of this, is that he played at an MVP level this season uh, in the sense of he was in the conversation. You had to give a hat tip to Chris Paul when discussing the MVP. He also proved that he could elevate those around him, elevate the culture around him, and make his teammates better and be a good locker room guy. Not that Oklahoma City had a terrible culture before this, but obviously he did a lot to help Shea. He did a lot to help Baisley. Uh, he got Gallinaro going. He, he did a lot to help this team and organization as a whole. So that cannot be discredited as well as playing at MVP level on the floor. So Chris Paul did a great job on the floor and off the floor of kind of evolving his his the narrative around him, kind of changing the perspective people had of him. And then... He's also one of the best players available right now because teams would rather trade and match salaries than to spend money in free agency. As the cap is going to go down, as things are going to change in the market, and even before all that happened, even before the cap reduction, even before uh, the strenuous you know, situations you have in free agency, you look at next year's class, would you rather risk it and try to get a Paul George or Kawhi Leonard or uh, Giannis or anyone out there? in 2021, 
Or would you rather get Jeremy Grant? And I love Jeremy Grant. He was my favorite player in Oklahoma City every year he was here. I love Jeremy Grant. But you obviously would rather save your money for the big fish. Because just like players are competitive, executives are too. And they feel like they can go into any room and get that big fish. Look at Mark Cuban. How many years has Mark Cuban been trying to land a big free agent signing in Dallas? He hasn't done it yet, but he still thinks every year he can pull it off. He can you know, lock DeAndre Jordan in his house, the Clippers did, to keep Mark Cuban away. So the free agency market's not there this year, the money's not there this year, and the best way to improve your team is by trading because it, it would match salaries, you wouldn't take on any more, and you wouldn't hurt 2021. It's the exact same reason why Miami didn't want to trade for Gallinari because he's a free agent this year and he wanted that extension upon the trade. He wanted the extension right now uh, at the trade deadline. And Miami said, look, we're not going to give you a big extension because we don't want you to eat into cap for next year because we think we can get Giannis. And Gallo didn't like that. And so they didn't make the trade at all. But we're, we've already seen it even before the hiatus that teams are being cautious with this free agency market. So the best way they can improve their team is in the trade market. So that boosts up Chris Paul's value. And then we heard, of course, from Keith Smith on one of the first shows I had on this podcast. I brought on Keith Smith from Yahoo.com and does a lot of great work with the cap situation. And he said, look, it is confirmed around the NBA that Chris Paul will get an asset back. It will not be some highway robbery of a trade the same way it was for Paul George to LA, but you will get assets back for Chris Paul. So what are those assets going to be? Is it going to be a young player? Is it going to be a, a eighth overall pick from the Knicks? Or will it just be a contract swap and you'll get a very heavily protected future pick? And, and one of those where if it doesn't convey in two years, it's a second round pick type of thing. I think that it'll be somewhere in the middle of all that. So the best possible outcome would be like the, the top 10 pick with a flyer. The worst case scenario would be, you know, you get a heavily, heavily, heavily protected pick that in all likelihood will be a second round pick and you match contracts. I think it won't be that bad. It won't be that good. It'll be somewhere in the middle. You'll get a Kevin Knox type guy and like the 28th pick or whatever that second pick is that the Knicks have. I can check on that right now. But I think that that's what you're looking at for Oklahoma City. You're not going to shoot all the way up and get Lamelo Ball somehow, but you're probably going to get like a Kevin Knox type and the 27th overall pick. That's the pick that the Knicks get from the Clippers. So that's where I'm at with Chris Paul's value. I know that the, that the value itself is kind of spread all over the board. I will say this. I will say you have the best GM in basketball right now in Sam Presti, and I'm not going to count out anything he would do. Uh, I think that it's kind of confirmed by uh, reading the tea leaves of the Billy Donovan fire that he's going to get traded. CP, CP3 will get, will get traded by uh, Oklahoma City. You saw the goodbye video from Chris Paul. You saw it all. I think he's going to get traded. The question is, though, what's the return? And that's been kind of bouncing all around. Again, I'm thinking like, a, you know, you look around these picks and you've got Milwaukee with the 24th pick. You've got you know, the Nuggets with the, 20, with the 22nd pick. You've got Philadelphia with your, with your 21st overall pick. You've, you, all the teams listed in the interested market, even the Knicks have the 27th pick. All these teams listed in the interested situation of, of who's interested in uh, Chris Paul have lower level picks. And then you attach on a flyer. Would the Pelicans give up that 13th overall pick plus Nikhil Alexander-Walker or plus Josh Hart for Chris Paul? Probably. I think they'd probably do that. 
Of course, they'd also throw in like some contract matcher, but still, I think they'd probably do that. So I want to know what you guys think that Chris Paul's trade value is. What would, on the on the outside looking in, with no sources or anything like that, what would a Chris Paul trade look like for you? And what would make you ecstatic? What, what, would you, what, what would make you over the moon? And what do you think will happen with a Chris Paul trade? Where is he going to go? What's the return going to be? Let's just get some predictions going on a Monday afternoon. Thank you all for joining me again on the Lockdown Thunder podcast, the only podcast that happens every single day about your Oklahoma City Thunder. You can follow me on Twitter at Rylan underscore Styles. That's at R-Y-L-A-N underscore S-T-I-L-E-S. Be good and be good to one another. We'll see you next time on Locked on Thunder. Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.